Today on What Chaos, the Golden Knights aren't circumventing the cap. That's no fun. Should Vancouver start freaking out that Elias Pettersson might be leaving? Gene hits the streets and the Oilers are back. The Bruins cannot stop going to overtime and losing. And I am going to end it all. Don't cross-check Dale Hunter in the head just yet. Hit subscribe and like. And check out this episode of What Chaos. Hi, everybody. It is Tuesday, February 27th, United States. It's What Chaos presented by Prize Picks. I'm DJ Bean, a.k.a. DJ Bean Pete Blackburn, a.k.a. Pete Blackburn, and Sean DePaz. A K A Dominic Hashik. I'll take it. Is that a cool nickname for Sean? The, you could also call me the Dominator. The Dominator. Yeah. I thought you were gonna hit him with the AKA Eric. Yeah, I thought I oh. kind of th- thought that was coming too. <laughs> I feel like that's a weird like thing to do to out you for dox you for your real name. Oh, I, I have I not said that on the it's show. Ar- it's already out there. Yeah, yeah. you I mean, know it's you out don't there. Don't know now. You know my first name's Eric. Okay. Well, uh, Pete, do you have any grab ass or chit chat for us today? I do actually. Uh, did you see the news item yesterday that Wendy's is considering surge pricing? Okay. So Ooh. much like seasonal depression, um, this affects me strongly. Mm-hmm. Not in that like seasonal depression affects me. I'm always depressed. So when people are depressed during the winter, cool. Nice. Meeting you at your level. People are mad about this Wendy's surge pricing thing, which I didn't read the story. I'm assuming it's during peak hours. It's going to be more expensive. Right? When demand is increased, they're going to increase the prices of the burgers or whatever. Huge win for depressed people like me who don't adhere to your breakfast, lunch, and dinner standards. I That's a great... I had not thought about that one time. That's tremendous. I don't fucking... I don't eat like a normal human being. I go wherever I, if I go to Chipotle, wherever it may be, I'm going at 3.30 p.m. Yeah, I literally had Chipotle news? at 3.30 yesterday. My <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, but how is, is that, a win. How is that good news at because all? Because all you because we're selfish. bitches are going to yeah. go broke. Fuck the masses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at, at the best case scenario, things stay exactly the way that they are for you. And as a depressed, that's what I like. As <laughs> I, not rock the boat too much. As a hater, I like that I... Don't have to deal with the consequences of what, that other people have to deal with. I don't think that you're a hater. I think that and I say this very like affectionately. I think you're a disruptor. Uh, I aspire for us to all be disruptors. We're I trying like to be to disruptors say, in this space. What other, what other hockey show do you know that sits around with SM7Bs and hockey stuff and talks about hockey? None. I'll say I, I think I think Sean has a has a strain of hater too. Oh, I am a hater. I love being a hater. Uh, Katie has the famous quote. I forget exactly how it goes, but it's like uh, too much like hates good for you. Too much love will kill you. Yeah, that's right. Oh, absolutely. Ah, absolutely. interesting. I just I'm, feel like uh, I, I feel like Dave Thomas would beat somebody with a tire iron if they ever proposed this under his regime. The University of Texas tight end Dave Thomas. <laughs> yes. But is he is he into Wendy's? Yes. Third round pick. Played for the Saints, drafted by the Patriots. Not a very good player, but hey, he went to Texas. By the way, Xavier Worthy mm-hmm. is going to end up shooting up draft boards. He's nasty. He, He's so good. Been that dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was the guy that, like, uh, this is a hockey show. I kind of kept quiet when everyone was talking about all the, like, who could the Patriots get? Where should they take a receiver here? Blah. I'm like, just hang tight, baby. 
You get yourself Xavier a Xavier worthy. worthy. You're in good shape. Uh, bad news. Do you have thoughts on the on Wendy's? Yeah, pull I just think bullshit? that Jay Thomas would literally murder somebody if they tried to pull this bullshit. He's, it, it's it's bullshit. The, the if there is more demand at a certain time, hire more staff. Hire more inventory. No, I mean I don't think that's what it's. It's but like it's fresh, Uber. never frozen. It's it's like the Uber thing. It's like I'm gonna, if I can make more money here, why wouldn't I? Because you should care about your customers. <laughs> I was having this conversation with my friend. Welcome to the 21st century. It's no one does we anything for the right reasons. Don't have to accept things. Hustle just culture, baby. Worse. No, yeah. Don't go to don't go to Wendy's then. But the idea that Wendy's themselves have to, like have to take the moral high ground. It's not how this it's works. not the moral high ground. It's literally just good business ethics. It's not well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Ethics are dead. It's just business. Ethics should not be dead. We should we should kill them. Uh, also, I mean, yeah, no. Well, within your rights. <laughs> Here's what I do like about this. As somebody who stands on moral high ground, I say we murder them. Here's what I do like about this. Uh, somebody up high at Domino's once said, "We're not really a pizza company. We're a tech company that sells pizza," mm -hmm. which is fucking rad because yeah. that should turn people off but you're dominoes so people are still gonna fucking hammer that dominoes button. now i get to watch you lie to me about when my pizza's in the oven because that's not that thing's not accurate at all it's not accurate at all but like i respect dominoes for that and people are like you know domino's pizza isn't very good i'm like yeah it's because they're a fucking tech company <laughs> uh they got good pizza for a tech company i like that this is this is wendy's embracing the the fast food tech company model and i like that my thing is, is i would rather them just uniformly raise the prices i would rather just know what i'm right. going to be spending i believe in me sean no we were together I, there's, on this. there's enough guilt that comes with ordering like a burger at 11 30 p.m having to pay surge pricing for a burger at 11 30 p.m they're gonna give people the worst fucking scaries oh, well, the next day no but uh, see this is where we disagree because my opinion is like you were the loser though. Like they set these prices. You knew like they you know you're gonna have to pay more and you still win. So you are a uh you're a hater, you're a staunch capitalist, <laughs> you're kind I'm of not, a Republican. I'm not a, I am I'm a libertarian. No, I just I am a realist. Like I'm just a full like this 21st century. Don't late, play yourself. Late stage capitalism. We know what's going on. Like the idea, like if you're gonna lie to yourself and be like, these companies should be nicer, well then you're already losing. They should, God, every company Sean. should operate more like uh, Costco. Costco CEO literally threatened to kill somebody for suggesting that they raise the price. I believe of the, it. So uh, that that has been outed as like a and at don't the you very dare, least don't exaggerated. You dare say, don't you dare say. So that wait, to you me. don't know that? That's been like. Don't you dare say that to me. That's like a me. That's care. like the John Lennon oh. told his teacher she didn't understand. He didn't. She didn't understand life thing. Like John Lennon never said that. This thing has been said like it's kind of exaggerated, but I love the energy behind that. Sean will probably agree. It's unsustainable to say just do what Costco does. Costco has a bajillion extremely loyal servants. Well, and they also have people that pay a membership fee. Like there's I, I don't think they'd be doing it if they were losing money left and right. Like they're still probably making money. This has been really chit chatty for me. <laughs> okay. A little too chit-chatty for me. Felger would die. Mike Felger is the executive producer of this show, by the way. That we should definitely throw that on like an actual end screen. Do you think he would do us? Yes. I do not want to be written by that he writes the show. Uh bad news, folks. It looks like the Golden Knights aren't cheating. Jack Eichel's skating today. 
Yeah, but he's in a non-contact jersey, so mm. maybe they're just uh, maybe they're slow playing it. He might be in the non-contact jersey for like the next four yeah, months. I was gonna say, <laughs> so we got so it's basically March. We can talk about in the next course of grab ass and chit chat. We could talk about leap year and leap day stuff. But so March, April, just got to do some non-contact skating for a month and a half. Easy. Yeah. That's that seems like the easiest thing he's ever done. Hey Jack, how'd the knee feel out there? Tender. <laughs> it's a little Bad. creaky. It's a little creaky. There, uh, there might be a setback worked in there somewhere. Oh, That's yes. the best. Oh, I forgot about setbacks. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so that's fine. The Golden Knights get to cheat. Ten million dollars. How are they spending <laughs> Cheating's it? Cheating still on the table for the Golden Knights. Love that. Uh, Ten and million dollars still on the table. How are they spending it? Elias Pettersson. Yes, Elias Pettersson. <laughs> RFA, 25 years old. Like, I was going to say having a career year, but he just had a career year. He's basically duplicating his career year. He's awesome. I think we've kind of known for a while he wasn't going to sign until oh, this like, offseason. Until the off like, yeah, he, said, like, he said literally last summer, he said, I am not I'm not going to talk about it in season. I'm, I'm, it's a thing like we're either getting it done now or we're getting it done next summer. I'm not talking about it in season. So that's why it was surprising to me a little bit that um, over the past couple of weeks, there's been, there's a big word this time of year, a lot of noise, oh. a lot of noise around the Elias Pettersson. Good camp. show from Pete so far, by the way. Thank you. Wendy's setback <laughs> noise. Fuck. I would fucking throw a hat right now, but they'd take it back and say that Charlie Goyle, Coyle scored that third one. There you go. go ahead. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so there's been, "Quote unquote noise around Elias Pettersson's camp. It came out yesterday um, on a show. Oh, sh damn! Well, there goes my good show because uh, it's called Felger and Maserati. I had a Donnie had a and Dolly. Dolly and Donnie and Dolly. What is it? Dolly. D H A L I. Yeah. So and what's the Deline other one? Without Donnie and Do Dolly. Okay. Uh, it came up yesterday that basically what was happening was that. The uh, the Canucks aren't getting any any indication from Pedersen that he wants to be here long term. There's frustration there. I have no intel he wants out. That's from Dolly. Uh, up until now, I always thought EP would resign, but now I'm not so sure. Okay, so if he says that's something to worry about in the offseason, which sucks, but if it can't happen right now, who cares? If it doesn't happen in the offseason, you're going to get a bunch of draft picks if it if it takes so long that somebody ends up offer sheeting him, granted, you want to know what you're doing in the off season. You want to have your ducks in a row. You want to know where your money's going. If I, I would just tell the Canucks to breathe right now. Canucks fans too. It, it, sure. I don't really talk to Canucks fans a lot, <laughs> but I would tell them to breathe. Like Michael Buble, breathe. I could be. Uh, so on one hand, I I wouldn't be concerned because he's sticking to the plan that he set a long time ago. He's not really moving off of that. But on the other hand, I think there is like if he's giving you no indication, like like if you're asking him like, hey, would you like to talk about this extension? And he says, let's uh, I'm interested, but let's talk about it this summer. Like if he's giving you no indication that he wants to be a Canuck long term, that's a bit concerning. I think at this stage, though, like the only thing that I, my reaction would be like my eyebrow has been raised for the first time. I'm not worried if I'm a Canucks fan. I'm not like panicking. I, I really I haven't gotten much indication that Pedersen it wouldn't want to stick around. 
beyond the just like not wanting to negotiate right now. But like, why wouldn't he want to stick around? They're having a great season. They're the best team in the league. Uh, he's having a great year. He seems to have kind of found his stride under Tockett. Like you think you would think that all the pieces are in place right there. But I did say it right after they traded for Lindholm. This might have a little bit of Xander Bogart's Trevor story to it where, hey, could this potentially be the insurance? Oh, you know, we both said that. That was right. Like you have your protection right there. Right. Uh, This is why I would maybe be a little scared if I were Canucks fans. Uh, there is precedent with this agent. J.P. Barry represents Elias Pettersson, and he represents Dougie Hamilton. This happened in Boston where they didn't sign an extension. It got to the offseason. The Bruins made offers. There were no counter offers, and it just turned out player didn't want to be there. Kind of get me out of here. I'm going radio silence on you. So... This at least has happened before. I'm not like blaming the agent for it, but I'm saying like this is if the player feels this way, he's got an agent with experience in this. And Barry historically like isn't afraid to wait these things out super long. Another Boston example would be David Pasternak, his second deal where it took basically all summer Mm -hmm. and then finally they inked something. So maybe buckle up is how I will revise my message to Canucks fans but ultimately don't worry about it right now because your team is awesome you're not going to trade a 25 year old stud if you did God knows what you would get you would probably not get season right yeah yeah like, they, like they, you would they, get so fucking no much chance they trade but him. they're not gonna do but like so breathe for now it might be a problem in the offseason but again as an RFA I'm doubtful there's going to be real trouble there if you want to be concerned, though, there's uh, I mean, there's a little uh, precedent. It's sort of unrelated, but didn't didn't like the Sedins go to July first one year as as unrestricted free agents. I want to say that they went to Ju- to July first and then re-signed with the Canucks. I don't know. I feel like that would have been. It, it's possible, but I feel like I remember that happening. But I could be wrong. I often am wrong. You're thinking of Steven Stamkos. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. trying to think of like thinking the, of John Tavares. He went to uh, July 1st and uh, he yes. resigned. Uh, in 2009, Sadin signed a contract on July 1st, 2001. Or that. July 1st, 2009. So, yeah. But, so, but like they didn't do like the courting or anything. They didn't have the legal tamperings. But, that, uh, but, that's, what I, but that's what I mean. Like it, 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 even if it goes to July 1st, like as unrestricted free agents, Canucks fans can maybe breathe a little bit easier knowing that it's happened before. Yeah. In more and where the stakes were way higher and it worked out. Uh, on the trade front, we do have uh, an update in the uh, brilliant Seth Jones trade <laughs> saga. A listener suggested Jeff Skinner for Seth Jones. Skinner has three more years after this at $9 million. I want Sean's thoughts on this, but basically my read on it is the Blackhawks already have a Jeff Skinner and his name is Taylor Hall. Uh, None of these trades are happening anyway, but while we're doing crazy trades, how do you feel about Jeff Skinner and getting Seth Jones back? Uh, I mean, yeah, my instant reaction was what, what do the Blackhawks have? Well, like what do they need with Jeff Skinner? It'd be cool. I guess you'd have Uh, so many good defense. The Sabres would be sneaky blackest team in hockey. A, B, which I would love. Uh, B, yeah, I mean, we'd actually, for the first time in what seems like ever, have a real D 
pair. Like they haven't had a right shot defenseman in a whole Deline. Not that it's been very long, but like the Deline era, they've only they've just had power and and Deline. So having a real top D pair would be cool. Uh, uh, assuming that Seth Jones performs like a top defenseman, uh, but. I feel like they got bigger fish to fry. As, as it is February 27th, uh, give me more on the they'd be the sneaky blackest team in hockey. Yes. Uh, sadly, coming to the end of Black History Month. Um, next month, I believe, is Women's History Month. So another big month for me. But, uh, uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Uh, Kyle Ocposo, Jordan Greenway, Seth Jones. That's like three black guys. Hell yeah. Which is like the bar right now in the NHL. That's I, a that's a strong number in the NHL these days. I think the Skinner for Jones trade would do more for the Sabres than it would for uh the Blackhawks. Yeah. Certainly. But I also think that that that's a deal that you can't do if you're the Sabres. Like you cannot pay three well, defensemen like 30 million. Yeah. Oh, like but how cool. And also <laughs> like the thing that would worry me about that right now is that the Sabres like it's not like this is last year where they're scoring a lot of goals and not playing. Like, they're not scoring goals either. And Jeff Skinner is like, especially if they're playing the Montreal Canadiens, like, scores a lot of goals for yeah. Buffalo Sabres. And you know who doesn't score a lot of goals? Seth Jones. Yeah. Or a whole lot of anything. Dude, like, uh, but, I mean, you know what would be cool is I, I know that you need to carry, like, a certain number of defensemen, but it would be so funny if the Sabres were like, we're only going to carry, like, four or five defensemen. We're going to pay each of them, like, $10 million, and they're all going to get, like, 30 minutes Yeah, they all play time. 40 minutes a night. <laughs> yeah. That would, okay, so let's, like, redo the Sabres roster. Goalies, Levi, UPL? UPL, Levi, but, yeah. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I know, no, I love, I love... UPL. So do I. Do you see the video of his dad pronouncing his name? No. Absolutely. Like he loves saying his name as much as everyone else. It's awesome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good name. So uh, in this new Saving the Sabres, their defensemen are Rasmus Deline, Owen Power, Seth Jones. We got one more. I kind of want it to be Connor Clifton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to fuck shit up. Give me a. Uh... I would make it Eric Johnson, but he's gonna no. Give me Henry cry the whole Yoki game. Haru. Who? Henry Yoki Haru. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It's also, uh, I mean, it's quite young. You're you're putting you're putting them in another situation where it's Seth Jones and a bunch of four year olds. Why would I want to? But that's that? cool. Why would I want to change that? Would that be cool? Yeah, that would for sure be cooler than the current Seth Jones and a bunch of four year old situations. Yes. Although, shout out. I mean, they have a, they have a bunch of good four-year-olds in Buffalo. Chicago's got a lot of good four-year-olds too, man. Chicago's got fucking Korchinski. They, they have a couple. They have like the best four-year-old ever. They have the best four-year-old ever. But, but he plays the, the stupid th- position. <laughs> we only build, forward? Yeah, we only build teams that have four total defensemen, two cool goalies, and... No, I... We keep JJ up front. I don't like sure. the, I don't like the chat talking Seth about Jones is my not Sabres. going to get traded. No, no, no he's not. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's this. It's a fun hypothetical. We're being creative. You know what's not a fun hypothetical is anything that has to do with trading Casey Middlestat. I don't want it. I want Casey to retire. Those I don't know how hypothetical, especially that is. for. Yeah, that okay, I, I mean, realistic. I don't want him for Nazem Kadri. I'll say that. <laughs> Why not? Because I like Casey Middlestat. Yeah, I also like Casey Middlestat a lot. <laughs> the Nazem Kadri renaissance of a few years ago continues to confuse me. 
why he played for the Colorado Avalanche and was like an awesome like middle six center right but I mean you'd seen him when he's in a stupid situation already yeah so you're like I mean that was always not going to go super well right it's like all right let's take it was I'm trying to think of like where players in other sports go to just have like one good year oh people would do it with the Patriots they just like go to the Patriots for one year revive your career then get a huge ass bag and then everyone's like why does this guy suck away from Belichick? It's, it's like, you know, he just sucks. It's it's the, the Shane Goss bear and the Coyotes. Kadri doesn't suck, but like he, 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 if you play him over what he is, the Sabres aren't you're good going enough. to be disappointed. Yeah. The Sabres are not good enough for him to be the Nazem Kadri of Colorado. No, definitely not. So like, <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, to tell you what, you guys ever wonder what uh, Andrew Schultz is up to? All the time, often. This morning, oh, I actually. actually saw I saw a tweet about Andrew Schultz yesterday. What was Came it? Across my, uh, it was somebody saying like, "Hey, compare Andrew Schultz when he has a white guest versus a black guest, mm. and how he talks." Oh, uh, the, is he uh, the one old, of those? Uh, the co- the code switching, I believe they call it. Mm-hmm. I always uh, knew the term to be uh, black scent, but is is that? I think code thing? code switching code is switching like, is, is is usually applied more to like people of color and how they navigate talking to white people like me specifically like i code switch you talk different around people of color then okay so but, but the, that whites. is more like i would say american history based yeah unfortunately yeah you know yeah, sure. uh, you know who uh, this used is to be- just white people being uncomfortable around people who don't look <laughs> like them unfortunately no yes. uh you know who used to get those accusations quite a bit was carson daly on trl whenever he would have like a rap oh, no way he like always a- sounded super white Really? I, I believe that Carson Daly used to get uh had the accusations levied against him. Oh, crazy to me. I don't remember that being the case, but there are for sure like uh like Simon Rex would do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Simon Rex, in fact, I think he kind of got into the the a code that was not his original code and just he kind of uh he got he Elvis voiced himself. Tw- tweaked the source code. He uh what's his face? What's the Austin Butler? Yeah. He was code switching and then just got stuck there. And everyone was like, <laughs> it's like when you flip uh, your Aquafina dude, or stop doing your this. eyes and, people, and your mom says, don't do that. It'll get stuck like that. Did Aquafina ever get like uncanceled for people realizing uh, that she did that somewhat? I don't know. Although I haven't the, heard from her in a bit. I have to check. Uh, we talked about this with uh, comedian Jimmy O. Yang, where he was like, if he you learned television, learned if you learned English. like English from television, yeah, he's like, I talk like Chris Rock, and it's because like I he was like, like Chris I literally Rock taught learned, me English. He I, he was he literally said I learned English from BET. All right, so that's so. prize picks. You could use uh, <laughs> code What Chaos. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Floor? What's the floor? Uh, I don't know. College basketball? That's going to be coming. There's no shortage of high stakes. Basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious, wet, hard cash. You can also do it with hockey. You could also do it with, you want to do the men's basketball tournament? You want to sprinkle a little on, uh, you hear about this Caitlin Clark? What a dog. Caitlin Clark, dog. You know dog. Would, you know what I would say if I met Caitlin Clark? Dog. Big dog. <laughs> Tiger Woods voice. Big. Do- no, no, Josh Allen Josh voice. Josh Allen voice. 
Oh, was Josh Allen the one who said big dog? No, no, no. We, it's funny. He's, we had this. We had a conversation about this before you got here. Okay. He, 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 it was Tiger Woods, but then a video went out of him saying it like 80 times. He and, saw Tiger Woods do it, was very excited, and oh, just made Josh it his, Allen said? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, so I love that. Josh, Josh Allen's Allen. the best, man. There's he is su- the coolest. There's a super cut of High him school tweets. just going up. It's like the Keenan Allen uh, Let's Ride thing. Yeah, yeah. He's just going up to everybody being like, big dog. <laughs> big <laughs> dog. So, uh... So go to prizepicks.com slash whatchaos and use code whatchaos for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash whatchaos and use code whatchaos. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy, big dog. I got an idea. Uh, we we got, confront Aquafina. No. We have the, our What Chaos logo, which is a dog riding a hockey truck. Don't call it the other thing. Yep. Uh, it's a dog riding a hockey truck. We should... Make that a gigantic, make it gigantic on a t-shirt and then just put the words big dog over it. That's amazing. Isn't there the, oh no, it's the black dog. That's like the Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard, yeah. Uh, and then they have the the bad dog, which is an alteration of that. And it's a dog taking a shit. You ever seen one of those? No, but I have seen, uh, I have seen Jim Waterson's uh, character Calvin taking a whiz on all sorts of stuff yeah, that's true have that's you seen true. that sean plenty of yankees logos he pisses everywhere pisses, uh, pisses a- on everything i mean I'm all, um, we should make old calvin when like you're actually peeing a lot he's just pissing his pants and he's just old just like an older version of calvin and he's pissing everywhere and you're like that i can believe <laughs> I don't believe this little child is pissing every three seconds. People forget the very first scene of the show, Succession, is Logan Roy taking a piss on the floor on that the carpet. That is true. I was just having a conversation with my friends the other day about uh, D-Pens commercials. Uh-huh. I find them to be the funniest thing ever because they're like, you could do all this stuff now because you can trust D-Pens. And I'm like, "You're," and then they show this woman doing all this stuff. And I'm like, she's pissing She's right pissing there. her pants right <laughs> she's now. She's pissing right like there. She's at a carnival <laughs> on a ride. She's pissing her pants right now. Uh, the love ch- that. The chat is hooting and hollering, saying, great show. We got some funny stuff, fellas. Lots of laughs. Somebody who's saying this is their first time catching a live show. Uh, make sure you smash the subscribe button. YouTube means a lot to us. We haven't done the like spike yet. I'm leaving Pete to do that. He's going to do it at some point. Yeah. But for now, we got to talk about the Bruins and Oilers, because that's all we do on this show. And uh, an eventful evening last night. The Oilers to Jim Hiller. You ruined my fucking life. They got revenge. Zach Hyman scores in his fifth straight game. He's got six goals over his last five games. The man is just on fire. But what else is new? Connor McDavid don't give one fuck about scoring goals, but it's okay. Oilers come back and they have snapped their three game skid. Stanley Cup back on. Stanley Cup back on. I uh, I don't know if I trust the Oilers, but they're uh, they're winning me back. I'm never fully out on the Oilers. I will tell you what the Connor McDavid stat line over the past handful of games plus has been amazing. So uh, ten games without a goal. Fraud watch activated. I think Connor McDavid officially on fraud watch. Wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Ten games without a goal. Pretty embarrassing. But in those 10 games, 23 assists, which is fucking hilarious. And particularly over the last eight games, because in those 10 games, he only has one game without a point. And that was the second game. And then the eight games since, he's got 20 assists 
and only one one point game in those eight games. So he's got a he's got one one point game, five two point games, one three point game, and one six point game. He is hilarious. A miracle. He is hilarious. He has vowed to not shoot the puck anymore. Mm-hmm. He said he's done so. He's just going to rack up assists, which the new Connor McDavid is just going to get assists from now on and probably lead the league in points is the new if you took away Wayne Gretzky's goals, he'd still be the all-time points leader. I was going to ask, do you think that Connor McDavid could still win the heart if he did not score a goal from now until the end of the season? So that's a souped-up version of what I was going to yeah. ask. You make making me sound like a little wimpy boy. I was going to say, can Connor McDavid win the heart if he's just taking 10-game breaks from scoring goals? Because our favorite thing about Connor McDavid is watching him do end-to-end rushes and all these crazy things and finish it off with a nice little goal. Now that he's got Zach Hyman, he can just shove the puck at him. He does his work for him. He's always going to be compared to himself. So it's kind of like if Mahomes has a down season, he's still going to be the best player in the NFL. So can Connor McDavid still win the heart just going 10 games without a goal? You're saying the rest of the season without a goal? Rest of the season without a goal. So there's uh, he's... He's played 54 games. He's got 21 goals and 70 assists. So he's got 91 points in 54 games. And if he doesn't score a goal for the rest of the season, he'll finish with 21. But you got to think he's producing at like a two and a half point per game pace with just assists. He could theoretically finish with like 135, 140 points. The chat, the chat notes that if Connor McDavid goes the rest of the season without scoring a goal, he for sure has to be my favorite player. Why? Because I don't like stoppages in play. Fair enough. But, he, I mean, he's he's still contributing to stoppages in play. Obviously. Yeah, but Zach Hyman, Zach, have you seen Zach Hyman celebrate? Tidy. Quick. He is very, Let's get back very out there. quick. Zach he throws Hyman, a quick, he's uh, Tim Wakefield of uh, goal celebrations. Zach Hyman scored a goal from uh, outside of a five-foot radius of the net yesterday, and I spent... 35 minutes looking for the appropriate reaction gif and then like by the time i found one i was like that goal was an hour ago i can't send this i almost rewound i was like <laughs> that was hyman right he saw he he scored from like the dot and it was the most impressive thing i've ever seen because i've never seen zach hyman score from inside the inside the like the house there or, was a late goal outside the house there was a late goal i think it was bouchard I texted you guys after. I was like, look, I know they're the Oilers and they should be allowed to do whatever they want because they're going to fuck it up anyway. But it should borderline be illegal to have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, and Bouchard. You could have anybody else you want as the fifth person. Those four on the ice at the same time in the offensive zone. Holy my God. It Bouch- is Bouchard had a good game last night. He's awesome, man. He is awesome. I uh, I was a big fan of his uh, in when I like looked at his draft tape mm. and like his shot rocks. Uh, I didn't think that he was going to be what he is now. I thought that he was just going to be like a one of those like power play quarterback, like third pairing, like kind, kind of, of a power liability. play quarterback. Like, yeah. When he's out there, he's just like, but he's perfect for the Oilers, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. So. I love it. So. Yeah. Uh, Got to talk about the Bruins game. No, we don't. Most important thing that happened in this game. Oh, that's right. Gene took it to the streets. Let's see the open. In the Los Angeles Kings. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm not there right now. I'm not there. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. The snow starts to pile up. You know who's piling up assists? It's Connor McDavid. 
Everybody's digging themselves out. You know who's included in that? And they don't have any snow. That's the LA Kings. And as a result of all that, they find themselves in an unbelievable position, tied with Edmonton coming into tonight. That's snowbiz for you. <laughs> That's snowbiz for you. This fucking guy never misses. Never misses, not even once. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show, but uh, the magazine cover of Gene is, oh, yeah. is like the the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. Turn Gene. You have to turn go, a Google safe image search thing. <laughs> turn that off. Type in Gene and just see where it takes you. Gene on a magazine cover with, I, I believe, his wife. I think his bride, yeah. And, and uh, just them laying in bed, presumably post-coitus or whatever looks like, like an authentic picture <laughs> yeah, it is the most what a what a legend what an icon there is no end to the rabbit hole of gene like gene right. is who is still extremely in his prime i would say just entering his prime like he's just getting started here the stuff he's already put on tape would make a grown man cry like, think of every person you know. Do you know a person? In, like, like I know Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I know a person who has put as much incredible shit on tape as Gene Principe. I, I've Gene greater I've never, than Patrice Bergeron. I've never thought of him in the light that the magazine cover forced me to think of him in, which Sexually? is... Sexually? Like, he's like a, a sex god. Ah. And, you know, he's an older gentleman now, and we love him for his broadcast thing, but I've never, like... I've never truly thought about him in any sort of realm other than the Oilers broadcast, because why would I want anything other than that? It is the most perfect product in the world. But the, the magazine cover, I was like, oh, damn. Like... Gene's got it. It's Gene's also got it going on. It's also the first time, and this goes back to the first time that we uh, expressed our love for the Oilers broadcast. It's the first time we've seen Gene, and and this isn't to be like he doesn't talk to girls or anything, do some <laughs> middle school stuff. But like when we first talked about the Oilers broadcast, I remember saying like not in a their sexist kind of way, but it's the most obvious. Oh, of course they don't have a woman on that broadcast broadcast in the world because it's just like three old Canadian guys <laughs> being like, best. what do we think, boys? <laughs> it's the best. And so like seeing him in that light is uh, th there's nothing that Gene can't do in my eyes. So when you said it's the first time I've thought of Gene outside of that realm, like I've thought of Gene like bowling. I've thought of him <laughs> like I think that he can do anything. I I believe that he can do anything. He it just he never slows down. The man has an endless bag of tricks, and People each are, one is as good as the next. The chat is googling the gene pictures. Hell yeah! Somebody says, this. "Oh my god, these gene pictures." <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you think we feel? Uh, okay, so that's uh, Gene taking it to the streets. Oh, last thing and the sheets and the sheets. Uh, I think it was Jack Michaels on the broadcast. It was like. What's he wearing? Like, how did he get that jacket? And everybody on the broadcast was like, yeah, Gene never wears a jacket outside. There are some type of people, I'm kind of like this, that will just fucking go outside in the freezing cold not wearing a jacket, and it's stupid and you're an idiot for it. Sean, do you, you do know, this? No, I was no, going to say John's famously Pete did this in Toronto and then kind of screwed us because he oh. left the jacket. We kind of got bullied not by Pete, but just by Pete's 
fucking balls. We were like, hey, we can't wear jackets. And then I'm not a big jacket guy. I don't even own a winter jacket. So I love this. That is, I think, what, what, which one's the left brain? Which one's the right brain? Couldn't tell you. Whichever one is the weird creative thing. I think that if you don't wear a jacket, you're kind of cool. I'll take it. I, I don't own like a winter jacket. I don't know. Like, I own like a lot of like, ja- like you also stylish not to, jackets. I'm like, realizing like not to like dox you. You also don't <laughs> leave don't, the house. Yeah. Like you don't go outside <laughs> like a, a ton. No. You go out and socialize and everything. But like I can think of like five times I've seen you outside and they were at music festivals. Fair. Like with yeah. me. Uh, but I think the not wearing a jacket thing is a feather in the cap. Well, uh, so I, I have so two convenient. schools of thoughts because like uh, men's, men's jackets are like my Roman empire. Like I think about cool dudes who wear cool jackets and like spe- specifically Ryan Gosling jumps to the front of the mind. Like the guy wears incredible jackets and like the Blade Runner jacket, the best anybody's ever looked in. And like, then you've got the Barbie, which I don't think it's technically a jacket, but like the big fur coat, the men's jacket thing like i don't think i think you could wear the most basic of clothing in the world but if you got a cool jacket you look like the coolest motherfucker in the world i completely agree very well put sean uh i think you know what i'm gonna ask you here uh could you say toronto yeah. oh, you oh yeah do. you do say it wrong what do i say toronto is it really yeah you you don't toronto. say the, the second t well that, so like that's how you say it phonetically and i'm sure that like god agrees with you but we're not a god <laughs> which is toronto. hilarious because you grew up the closest to yeah, toronto no, than I, any yeah, of us i guess i never realized but you know who you say it like toronto i don't know if this is good or bad i think you you'll take this as a compliment chuck says you know chuck says it that way who's chuck charles barkley toronto uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if I take that as a compliment. <laughs> and that's like what you're speaking. What are your thoughts you're on, like, on uh, the women uh, of Houston? Everybody, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Wait, the what? The women of Houston, San Antonio, San Antonio. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. When hey, when you see a a, a fan of a team dressing colorfully on television, I hate to keep. I always bring this up with Chuck. He he dropped the hard F on TV and completely got away with it. One of the craziest. I, Chuck, like Chuck can get away with like murder. At they this were point. like, "Hey, look at this guy!" And it was like a guy dancing, and he had some like sparkly shit on. And Chuck says, "Like he looks like a fag." Jesus, he did. Crazy. And then like they put out a statement, and everybody was like, "Oh fuck, we really like Charles Barkley." <laughs> did you just fucking do that? What are you doing, God? And TNT was like, "We reviewed the tape, and Charles." called somebody a fan and it was weird <laughs> but so we're sorry you called him a fan i think we were like charles barkley no, didn't. charles barkley has put himself in the like the most desirable position that any person in the media could ever want to be in he's getting like, away with hate speech not that in particular no one day and just let it fly i soft launched that with my own tv appearance when i called myself the biggest bruins homo that is true see just seeing if i could get away with no uh <laughs> no chuck is on like the best uh the best intermission show whatever sports broadcast that currently exists this but side he, of the Canadian border. That's true. Good point. Uh, but he also has made himself into an endearing idiot. And 
That way, he can say whatever he wants. It can be extremely wrong. He can be as misinformed as he wants to be, and people will laugh it off and say, uh, Chuck's just a goofball, and he's just here to entertain us. Whereas, like, if he says anything uh, correct, you're like, oh, damn, that's an added bonus. Where And like anybody else in the media, they say anything wrong. They're like, that guy's a fucking moron. Get him off TV. He's also a hockey fan that isn't always holding a proverbial knife. And uh, there's only like six of those I can think of that exist. You me Actually, you kind of have a proverbial knife with mm. hockey stuff. Sometimes. You're like, you're more like, hey, everybody, I'm going to throw this knife in the air and see if I can swallow it. Like, <laughs> let's see some fucking crazy shit go down. But really, Chuck can just do whatever he wants, and, and everybody will just write it off as him being Chuck. I mean, we've t- probably talked about that on the show before, but I just love that they have to be like, hey, Charles, what do you think of this Sixers-Bucks playoff game that you are being paid to analyze? He's like, I'm watching And hockey. he's like, I'm betting on the lightning tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they, they also have... He like actually says that. They, they also have a segment designed to identify how much he doesn't pay attention to basketball, which is the most incredible thing in the world. And like Lean into to, to check to Chuck's credit, like a lesser man or like a lesser entertainer would be like, don't do this. This will embarrass who me. we play for. Yeah. Like uh, so many people would be like, I will. I'm not signing up for this. I don't want to look stupid. Chuck is so down to play the game and look stupid, and that's why I give him all the credit in the world for being in this desirable desirable position. My thing of, and we talk about this sometimes, like just between the the two of us, the whole like I don't want to look stupid thing, everybody probably knows their worth and they understand what they are, and unless you're on like the Dunning-Kruger scale or whatever, like you understand if you're a smart guy, if you're a stupid guy or whatever – no one thinks, I mean, Chuck is probably an extreme case because if someone's like, hey, is Charles Barkley stupid? Everyone's going to be like, yep. <laughs> yeah. But like by and large, if you're doing fun sports stuff, like I don't think anyone's going to be like, that person is too stupid. Even like Nick Wright. Yeah. People like, they, they, they might be like, he's a shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole like smart, stupid thing, we're all, we all fucking... All anybody cares about is entertainment. Nick exactly. Wright was Syracuse educated. But I know for a fact I, he's smart. I'm resigned. I'm resigned. <laughs> That's how we know Sean's stupid. <laughs> I'm resigned to the fact that, like, I'm going to look stupid all the time. All the time. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm very rarely the smartest person in the room, and I spend a lot of time by myself as the only person in the room. Uh, I get very upset when I'm being the smartest person. But I want to look, look stupid and, and come across as stupid on my own terms. Yeah, so that's the. Hey, only I'm thing. being stupid. Yes, exactly. Or like in the case of like who he play for. All right, let's make me look stupid. I'm signing up for this. It's part of it's part of the game. It's for the entertainment. Somebody in the chat says it sounds like PK Subban needs the who he play for segment, and that is so true. No, that would ruin. That would ESPN would fall apart. The, well, that, well, ESPN, ESPN would cares fall apart about- because nobody at the desk would know who he play for. They'd be like, uh, I don't know either. <laughs> so. also, the mouse would just be like, we can't have, we can't have somebody looking stupid. Well, ESPN has the thing too of, we are presenting as smart, mm-hmm. and exactly. that is, and it That's kind of feeds back to my earlier point, like, present as yourselves, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's, like it's and, the mouse. And if somebody thinks that PK Subban is stupid, then whatever. If he says something stupid, if he says something wrong, like. That's the whole entertainment of all this. But we're all sitting here and we're sitting up straight 
and we're giving you the news like that shit has not worked in forever and now people are realizing like three years i say this very lovingly of biz people are realizing three years into biz's broadcasting career that he's smart yeah i mean i think that he's he's I don't, and I, like I, he's always been i don't know if i'm ready to go that he's no but they're like whoa like he can break stuff down like, i'm like he was yeah, an nhl hockey player. he's an nhl hockey player of course he knows how to do that shit. He also does his due diligence. And we've talked about this in the day. Like he cares about being good at his job. Yeah. And that goes a long way more than being smart does. Well, yeah, I think there is a certain level of like you need to care. And I, if people think you're stupid. Right. Like, there is a yes. certain level of like you need to have. And that so like I, what I, I can't accept is like not being willfully prepared. Willful, willful right. Ignorance. Yeah. So that's the big thing about about Biz is that he knows where he's lacking in the knowledge department, and he will go to efforts to kind of fill in those gaps. Yeah. And not just be like, well, I don't know. Yeah. And then he'll like be able to make fun of himself for being stupid when it when the time calls. And I think both of those things are important so uh, the bruins go to overtime <laughs> that, that, that was a very good like borderline heart to heart uh state of the media sean how will we describe that in the uh the teaser for this episode could we just say politics <laughs> you say whatever you want <laughs> i don't know just charles barkley says the f word <laughs> charles right hate speech uh hate speech in the media what are we gonna do about it <laughs> Bruins go to overtime for Again. the sixth straight game. And they blow another lead. They've blown, I think, uh, 10 leads in the last six games. It is unbelievable. They went up one nothing yesterday. I tweeted, Bruins take the most dangerous lead in hockey. Just a, a lead Bruins that they lead. have. Yeah. And I don't want to spend too much time on like what are they doing wrong or whatever, but like the long and short of it is like they can't get the puck out of their own zone. And they're they spend the entire third period in their own end and it keeps happening. And we keep waiting for, and granted, Lena Solmark, love him so much, had an oopsie. Mm -hmm. Uh, but by and large, they just positioned their goaltenders. They're like, you're not playing so bad tonight. Let's see if we can change that. Let's see if we could force you to let something in. Uh, the, the situation last night was a tough one to come away from because at, at the same time that you see the, the same old shit happen with the Bruins sticking to the script, you also have Linus Olmark giving a, a goal away. You have the officials taking a goal away that probably should have counted. And it's hard not to come away from that game being like, well, they both fucked themselves and got fucked. Yes, and I typically am not a big, like, hey, let's complain about the refs. Like, with TV stuff, whenever I they be it. like, hey, uh, can you, like, do you have a take on the officiating from this weekend? And I'd be like, yeah, it sounds like a bunch of teams have crybaby fans. You, you're a big, like, I don't want to talk about hits. I don't want to be a hits podcast. I'm a big, please. And I do complain Reviews, about... Reviews, same. I do complain about officiating when when it's so bad that it's unavoidable. But like the 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 fans that are like, oh, refs hard to beat, hard to beat the other team when the refs are wearing their jersey. Like that's the biggest loser fan behavior. Plus, like that they, exists. They're never wearing their jerseys. Right. They're always they have wearing a, stripes. They right. They have like a uniform mm -hmm. on which they've uh, settled. I will say, like, I agree with all that. And having said that, holy fuck, how was that goal not allowed? Yeah. That was like, I, and I said, getting back to the like, acknowledge if you don't know something. 
I've given up on understanding goaltender interference like all of us have. So I no longer even know the phrasing of the rules. I just know, going back to uh, Sean Earmuffs, Brett Hull, there's not a change of possession. If you slam at home and there's a rebound, the goalie doesn't have the puck now. The other team doesn't have the puck. You still have the puck. It's still one continuous play. And Morgan Geeky just scored on a rebound. He just literally went to the net and scored a goal. And that seemed like the most Hail Mary challenge by the Kraken with nine minutes left. Fuck it. It's a low scoring game. We're probably not going to score one anyway. Let's take a chance. And somehow against all odds, they were like, yeah, you know what? Goaltender interference. Fuck that. Yeah. So, I mean, that that goal was interesting. And, and like the goaltender interference thing is completely based off of vibes. When I see the thing, I'm like, I don't have a full written letter of the law, but I've watched enough hockey to get a good enough vibe as to whether or not this goal is going to count. I thought for sure that goal was going to count. Because we've seen it one million times and seen it counted 99.9% of the time. The only reason why, like, maybe there's a a good enough reason to not count it was that Morgan Geeky, this is Morgan Geeky goal in the third period, by the way, of the Bruins cracking game. Geeky went down on his own and, like, it wasn't really because of contact. But even... Even so, I've seen so many cases where a guy drives the net and crashes the net, makes contact with the goaltender, and like in the same fluid motion, the puck goes in, and there's no, like you said, no change of possession, and it usually counts. Like I go back to the uh, the Stanley Cup final was it Game Seven? Like there was a goal in the Game Seven from Bruins Canucks where Patrice Bergeron, I believe, just completely obliterated Roberto Luongo on, oh, like on the, the breakaway, breakaway yeah. and the puck slid in, and they counted it. And, like, he wasn't really, as far as I can remember, he wasn't forced down or anything. He just kind of, like... Oh, no, he was just like, I'm going to, like, my move is I'm just going to fucking fly into you. Right, and that gets if he counted dies, in he dies. Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. On I, the road, too. I, I couldn't believe that... Uh, that geeky, they took that goal off the board in that situation. And then they gave like a makeup call a second later and uh, yeah. put the Bruins on the power play. But then after that, they give Danton not, Heinen. It's not a makeup call if you give another makeup call after the makeup call. The the first low sticking penalty I've ever seen in my life. It's crazy. Yeah, they said, I think Jack Edwards said like he got called for high sticking uh, at the knees. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? Shout out Jack Edwards. Uh David Pasternak had a hat trick that became two shots on goal, or I'm sorry, two goals. Third one was changed to Charlie Coyle. The uh, I, I got to say, I don't know if you're going to elaborate on this. That's Charlie Coyle's fault. Charlie Coyle has to be more clear as to like, hey, that's my goal. Mm. You got to if if your teammates got two goals and you have a deflection in front, you have to be like, no, 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 no that one's me. I got that one, mm. and like I guess if you if you celebrate it too hard, maybe you come off with the appearance of like this guy is being a real, oh real, yeah, a real dick. Oh, but we got stories. Some people hats. Yeah. So like, what do you do if you throw the hat and you're like it was just for a Charlie Coyle goal? goal? I feel <laughs> good about that hat. I love Charlie Coyle this season. I Charlie Coyle needed it. Charlie Coyle needed that goal. So maybe you feel all right about it. But I, I mean. You, we, precedent has been set 
over the past week that you can get your hat back if it's thrown on the ice. You just got to be make enough of a fuss about it. You see that whole thing in Toronto? No. Where they after all oh, things yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. After Austin Matthews hat trick, there was a guy, uh, a fan behind a dude wearing like a big fedora and like ripped it off his head and threw it on the ice against that guy's will, which absolute dick move. I don't think we need to get into it. it. Should be dismissed. Can't, can't yeah. do that. It was also a custom fedora. Yeah, he was like a guy known for his fedoras. And then the guy, apparently the guy just like got chastised by everyone around him and left because <laughs> he's an asshole. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he you're right. Bullied. I mean, I've, I've seen someone throw somebody's hat at a game and get kicked out. Because we told on that person right away. It was the best. I mean, I well, think that's you fair. Know the worst, you one of the worst part of it, the dude who did the hat throw, he was, it was on tape. And it was Austin Matthews' dad. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, my son scored. <laughs> do something about it. Uh, no, the when the guy turned around, he was like, what the fuck, dude? The, the guy was like, he told me to do it. And he pointed at the guy with the camera. Absolute yeah. loser. Ah. Uh, I kind of like this guy now. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's some bullshit. Not cool. Uh, David Pasternak did. We can't show it, obviously, but uh, I want to say that David Pasternak had the goal of the year of the week. Oh, yeah? His first goal. Did you see? The, the casual one? The breakaway, and then just like... That was like that was more insulting than the Ridley Gregg empty net slap shot. Like, at least Ridley Gregg looked like he was trying. He looked like he was trying too hard. David Pasternak looked like he wasn't trying at all, and I think that's very insulting to the goaltender. And we know from some of his shootout attempts that David Pasternak this year is on a big, like, just kind of matter-of-fact kick mm -hmm. of like, oh, I'll just barely kind of throw it on net, which is awesome when it works, not great when it doesn't work, and uh, for sure draws the ire of certain Boston sports radio talk show hosts who are on 98.5 from 2 to 6 and aren't named Jim Murray or Tony Maserati. Like, I hope that that game was not being observed last night because he had a pretty lazy looking, not actually lazy shootout attempt to end the game. And that was that. I will shout out Jim Montgomery, though. He goes Charlie Coyle in the first round, right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Charlie McAvoy and McAvoy in the second round. Like he kind of always goes through his same people. I was like, put Pasternak out there instead of DeBrusque, you know? Even though, like, DeBrusque Charlie McAvoy good... going second is it still change. It was a choice. Still change up, but he was, was a hero was a, against Dallas. It was a product of the uh, of the road trip, I think, and mm. sort of the heroics that Charlie McAvoy found. Uh, unfortunately, tried a nice little slick slick stick handle, yeah. and completely lost the puck. Well, the Bruins are uh, two zero and four in these overtime games. They're two two and five in their last nine games. Still nine points in nine games. Not so bad. Yeah, Bruins loser hot. point merchants. Loser point, dude, we were looking at the standings yesterday. You look at like regulation, overtime wins, all that shit. Like the Bruins have like four real wins this season. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hit a uh, an embarrassing and frustrating skid, it may as well be an embarrassing and frustrating skid that always ends with you getting one point for a loss. Yeah. So you can say what you want about them, like the, the fraud watch or loser point merchants. I'll take those points. To be uh, honest. Got some uh, three stars. Really only nah, two stars, let's say. Uh, we got to say welcome to Stankovania because Logan Stankoven scored his first NHL goal yesterday in his second NHL game. Yeah, the length, Logan Stankoven is an absolute legend. I'm very excited that he's... Stankoven, like Beethoven. Stankoven. No, it's like Beethoven. No, it's like Stankoven because that thing be stanking and it be cooking. Um He's got. He had a goal and assist last night. 
He's 5'8". He's uh, unfortunately Canadian in a world junior. He's fighting everybody. (laughs) No, uh, Logan Stankoven is just another piece that the Dallas Stars did not need but have in their stable. And yesterday, there was an important show development because I don't know what prompted it, but Sean decided to look up Stanley Cup futures and kind of assess the market and found that the Dallas Stars are plus 1,000 to win the cup this year. And immediately upon hearing that, I have hitched my wagon. You went on prize picks. I've <laughs> no. Because Oh my God. There's no sports betting there. Uh um, yeah. I I've I've officially hitched my wagon Sean's to the Dallas Stars. Job. Officially hitched my wagon to the Dallas Stars as the uh the Stanley Cup champions of this season. Star up. Star so, up. I like them at those odds, and they make the most sense. Like that, that's the best bet of those odds, value wise. This season's too crazy. The 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 steady Eddie team ain't winning the Stanley Cup. It's gonna be some stupid shit. I feel like this is the, that's the exact reason why you would the the seasons the season's crazy. They're a good team. They have long odds. They have as good of as not if not better of a chance of winning the Stanley Cup than anybody else in the west like so you know what we should do well. we should do a bet where you get the boring not the uh, the stars aren't boring but like the steady like, adult teams which is dallas winnipeg vegas, vegas. Nah, vegas. i don't even i mean last year's playoff run was the most boring yeah. methodical surgical playoff run that i can remember in recent memory that and is it grown was man's Vegas. Team. That is very much like they are the most grown man team in hockey. Yes, maybe. yeah, hundred percent. Right, but like, the, no, but they they're cheat, they fuck around. So like they're, I, they're interesting. They have yeah. storylines. They're interesting, but they're just so fucking surgical well, I mean, in the it, way that they do it. Like Jack Eichel said after they won the Stanley Cup, look, we could have played another round. It's like I, I, know, I definitely agree with that. No, <laughs> I, but I, I guess we're uh, defining the uh, like steady, safe kind of thing differently. I mean teams that fuck around and Vegas for sure fucks around. They don't like go out and play fucky like the mm-hmm. Oilers do. I mean, they've just got like there's a always some air of shit fuckiness. with them. Yeah. Their social media is yeah. crazy. They cheat All the that. salary cap. Yeah, right. So like, that, that's the main thing um, uh, I'm coming with on that, but we can define it later. Yeah. I wanted to ask, is there anything bad about the stars? Because to all of this, they had a really good. <laughs> they still feel like Lindy. No, but Jamie Ben is on their fucking third line. They have the stank of Lindy Ruff on them still. No, they don't. They could not. Uh, uh, the, the Stars branding isn't all that special. Oh my god, maybe the worst logo on uh, that. Like, the logo stinks. Them in the wild have the some logo of the worst stinks, logos in all But that. like that, if that's the worst thing about you, they, they've got a lot of things going right. Great color. Great. The color scheme is great. That's it, why it feels like they're kind of underachieving. With the logo yeah. and the jerseys, they haven't. They don't lean in. I feel like I've mentioned this before. They don't lean in to the fact that they are from Texas enough. No, like, like everyone in Texas fucking Texas loves Texas lone hockey team. Like, why would you not be Texas? They should like, just. Be, they should be the Texas gun anywhere. <laughs> in, yeah, in that there's branding. no stakes. Uh, I was gonna say like, yeah, like if you if you're not a Pantera fan or something, that could be something to not like about the stars, but. I really can't think of anything bad with the Stars. I love the Stars, especially because they have this, like, incredible mix of old guys that are still good and a 
awesome stable of young players. Like it is both it is both like the past, present, and future all on the same roster. And that's super cool. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Also, a uh, third star got a shout out. Uh Dale Hunter, 63 years young, head coach of the London Knights, just saying, eat your heart out, Morgan Riley. <laughs> Morgan Riley would try to kill. He would try to Dale Hunter. Dale Hunter. I don't know. There's a goalie. No, yeah, there. I was gonna say there's a goalie. There's no, no slap there. shots in general are that would be really so draw his ire. That would be so like funny if, if we found out that Morgan Riley just fucking hates slap shots in Dude. general. Wow. Yeah. Like somebody takes winds up from the point. He's killing Morgan the Riley versus he's Rasmus guy. He's like, You motherfucker! <laughs> Lunges at him. That's Morgan why, Riley. That's why there's so much juice in the Leafs uh, Sabers rivalry. He's a bad guy. Well, speaking of the Leafs, we got to uh, start grading this slate because tonight there are 12 games. 7 p.m. You got the Golden Knights at the Maple Leafs. Second meeting in three games. Toronto smoked the Knights in Vegas last Thursday. 7 p.m. Coyotes at Canadians. 7 p.m. Capitals at Red Wings. 7 p.m. Lightning at Flyers. 8 p.m. Senators at Predators. 8 p.m. Hurricanes at Wild. 8 p.m. Blues at Jets. 9 p.m. Kings at Flames. Hmm, for that's the for chain. the that's for the chain. Nine thirty p.m. Stars at Avalanche. Wait, did Sean? Sean, was that your uh, proclamation uh, before the show started? You said we got a Western Conference Final. Oh yeah, Stars Avs Western Conference Final preview. And yeah, then so I also said that, that Toronto and Vegas could be a Finals preview. Okay, uh, I didn't know this was a show where we interrupt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, ten p.m. Uh, Penguins at Canucks, 10.30 p.m. Devils at Sharks. Yes, I have written under Stars at Avalanche, Western Conference Final Preview. Mm, I'll tell you right off the bat, very good structure to this slate. 12 games is more than I want, always. But if you want to just have an easy night, 7 p.m. Golden Knights at Maple Leafs, 9.30 Stars at Avalanche. You could do a lot worse than that, buddy boys. Yeah, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to be invested in. There's a lot to ignore, but there is also some some real highlights. Lightning at Flyers could even be really nice. I mean, n- nobody wants to talk about it, but uh, Devils at Sharks that could be a real fuck festival at 10:30 p.m. Hey, Sabers Panthers, Sabers. I'm not gonna say it, but they've won a couple of games. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> They're playing winning hockey again. Hurricanes at Wild. Not bad. There's a lot of games that are not bad. Not bad. So, like, you. Coyotes at Canadians. Horrible. Uh, <laughs> Capitals at Red Wings. Involves the Capitals. Pretty not bad. interested. Lightning at Flyers. Not bad. Not bad. Senators at Predators. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Hurricanes at Wild. Not bad. Blues at Jets. That one ain't bad. I, I'm, like, I'm the, the Blues are on my radar. Because I just need to figure out what they're about. Hmm. They're definitely frauds. But, but I don't like, know. Right. I don't know. If, I think that's giving them too much respect. Ex- right. So, but like if you're in the playoffs, you should be a good team, hmm. especially in the West. If you're in the playoffs, you should be a pretty good team. The Blues have no business being in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think that they will prove to. Uh, not have that business uh, tomorrow. We will do fraud watch and asshole watch saw in the chat today. There are some suggestions for teams that could skip right past asshole watch, but we must wait Wednesday is when we do fraud watch asshole watch react to all that. Uh, I'm saying good structure on this slate and I am giving it a grade of a minus. 
Too many games. Uh, too many games? I've. How many times have we done slate grades at this point? Like three or four? Five? I think we've done four, and three four? of them have been A-. And, and I've told you off the record I'm only giving two grades. Correct. This is the point I wanted to bring up. We've done it like four times, and every time I've tried to predict which one you've, you're going to choose, and I, every time I've gotten it wrong. Ah. <laughs> every time I've been like, he's definitely going to say this is uh, an A. And... It's been A minus, and every time I thought that it was going to be an A minus, it ends up an A. I'll tell you what: if you're cooking dinner, if like tonight is a cooking dinner night, and you you cook dinner around seven, it's like a a lowercase A, because you could have a good cocky game going, mm-hmm. and then once you're done cooking dinner, which I presume takes two and a half hours, you could sit down and watch another really good hockey game. That's a that's some like low stakes lowercase A, but I need. Some real heavy hitters. Oilers not playing at all is it's tough to get that that capital A. So gets an A minus. Although pretty good structure. Just twelve games is too many. Too too many. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat says Caps and Wings are both fighting for the final wild card spot. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Not at this juncture. Thank of, you. Uh, Don't need not it. on okay. February twenty seventh. They are not battling for the final wild card spot. No, no, I think no. that's an interesting discussion to get into at a later point in time. But like that final wild card spot in the East is going to be hilarious down the stretch because all of those teams will are the Bruins bad. get it. Don't let the Sabers <laughs> yeah, get hot. Will the Bruins get it? Uh, like you've got the the Flyers who might be selling. Uh, the Capitals, who fucking like the, the half that roster might pass away before the end of the season. They're so old. Yep. Uh, the Islanders are a joke and frustrating as hell. Then you've got like the Penguins. The Devils are in that mix. If they could find it, like I think the most likely scenario is that the Devils fire Lindy and figure it out, maybe, and get their shit together and sneak into the playoffs. But who knows? That could be the most interesting storyline in like the last couple weeks of the season. Pete, I complimented you in the first five minutes of the show. I said that you were having an all-star performance. You were having a hat trick. There is one thing you forgot to do this show. I forgot to do the like spike. Can we do it before we get out of here? Better late than never? Better late than never. A real walk-off like spike. Please, everybody who is currently watching or listening, like you you can fake the like spike on Spotify if this is later in the day. You can just slam your phone, or you can just go to the YouTube page and like it after the fact. Crush it. But we've got a like spike. So three, two, one. Spike those likes. I really do think we need a theme song for the likes. Spike the likes? Yeah, we need like a John Cena-esque like spike song. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, That can be really really tasteful and really fun. I think that we should just use the The John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) What is he saying there? Da, 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 da. Sean, can we get a number crunch? I'm just going to steal yeah, Time Crisis verbiage. What da. is the guy yelling? I think that's just what he's yelling. I feel like it's a, it's a, it's got to be a producer tag. Oh. It's it's Amadou. Amadou. It's the producer. Amadou, yeah. and that's the guy that does uh, Annie Up by MOP. I think. I, I have no idea. I've never even heard check, of him. Check this uh, Amadou's... Uh, credits. I bet you will find he did Anti Up by MOP. That's, that's a song about kidnapping people. Nice. You know that song? No. Yeah, you do. Maybe. Any Up. Cap that fool. Any Up. Kidnap that fool. Get him, get him, get him. 
I don't think so. I don't think I know that song. Folks, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're still in the chat, say whether you know the song Annie Up by MOP. Sean, and if not, who produced it? Like I'm those still spikes. To it out. Spike those likes. Like those spikes. Takio Spikes. Up, Get in there. Producer. Uh, Annie Up. MOP. Oh, so it is. It's a. It's a. Sp- sample of that song oh. oh it's a it's a reference to let's get political uh the 1999 shooting of unarmed guinean immigrant amadou diallo oh i was gonna say uh that's the only other person that i've like i know of that's named amadou oh. uh, bruce springsteen famously had a song about amadou diallo uh 41 shots that's right M.O.P. John Cena Bruce Springsteen collab when that would be incredible do it for the right reasons folks all right everybody uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow we're gonna have fraud watch we're gonna have asshole watch have a lovely rest of your day ta-ta